Boom skis, we Thank back. Thank you everyone for joining us. We are back, Salt of the Streets. My name is Donovan. I'm Colin. That's right. And this is here for our part three. And we're going to be discussing Elon Musk and his recent acquisition of Twitter. Thank you for joining us here on the live stream, Lenny. Thank you for being here at youtube.com slash salt of the streets. We also have our Instagram and our Facebook and our patreon.com all at salt of the streets. Nicely done, sir. Yep. Thank you. You could find all this salt of the streets.com. Obviously we have our own personal social media as well. And I am at salt of the street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is a big bird off you on both of those things. Make sure that you leave a like, a comment, you subscribe to our content, and you share this with all of your friends. We also have the first ad that popped off this week on the Instagram. Woo! It's up there on the YouTube. If you guys want to check it out on our homepage, it's there. Thank you. Wow, that was clean. That was clean, that was and that was clean. so much quicker. I'm a huge fan of that. We're, <laughs> we're, we're revolutionizing our socials game out here, Lenny, because we apparently are not professionals yet. So we are out here. Um Part oh, wait, three. Sorry. I was going to say, let's uh, let's just show the people real quick. Like we don't the have actual... the audio, remember? Oh, we don't have the an audio. We don't have the audio, remember? Stupid. So, but it's there on the it's homepage there. if it's you want to go there and check it out. So, part three. We'll be talking about Elon Musk and the recent mm-hmm. acquisition of Twitter. So, over the last few weeks, um, he purchased a stake in Twitter of yes. like 9.6%, right? Things progressed rapidly from there they wrapped at the speed of twitter yeah yeah <laughs> it was it was bubbling the last time we were here with the gator boys and we just yep. didn't get to it i did not think things were going to happen as quickly or else i would have demanded that we discuss it oh really um, yeah i, I was kind of like think... waiting in the wings to be like this could go either way yeah it just didn't i did not expect it to happen that quickly no. so elon musk purchased a 9.6 percent stake in twitter it was like x amount of shares or whatever he spent a whole just a whole boatload of cash on it yep Things progressed very quickly from there where there were talks of him joining the board. And then he was like, well, I don't want to join the board so that there are options to do this. Then he started to look to acquire Twitter as a whole. He made a first initial offer that the board denied. And then they started looking like they were going to undertake what was called the poison pill. And mm-hmm. did they actually do that? Or did, were they just talking about it? Well, what what is the poison pill? The poison pill was splitting shares by an immense amount and dividing them and reducing the value. And it would get other people to buy in and reduce Elon Musk's effective stake in Twitter. He would own a smaller percent of it because there would be more shares there for people to purchase. Yeah, my understanding is at this point they did not do that. They did not do that. Although there is fuckery about. Yes. But that's a totally different side. Yes, and we're looking to you for this. All I can provide is really this and then some discussion points afterwards. And so the poison pill never actually took place, but Elon Musk then made a much larger offer to purchase Twitter was $44 billion Billion. at the end. So I don't know, it was like $56 per share or something to that. Effect, um, 5420, I believe. 50, or something yeah, like so that. there you go. So everybody who owns a share of Twitter gets paid $54.20 when all of the of ink is dry and everything. Is, uh, of course. Um, he does weird stuff like yeah. that. So, um, and actually, why don't we just read a little bit of this real quick yeah, to get absolutely. some background right off absolutely. of it? So, coming from timcast.com, I love to breaking. see. Elon Musk successfully buys Twitter. I don't get the Twitter acquisition. If you look at the revenue Twitter generated versus the $44 billion it paid, it doesn't compute. Indeed, it does that's not. That's a big point. He definitely overpaid. That is a huge point to be And made. that's the reasoning behind that at this point is it's because at a certain point, if you this is what you call a hostile takeover, right? You do something to a, a public company that has a fiduciary responsibility to its shareholders. Yeah. Right on the cusp of the Q1 
um, the first quarter earnings reports coming out and things like this, right? It puts it's a April. lot of pressure happening. on a corporation or a public board like that to look at an offer that is way more than their stock is worth or is going to be worth and then realizing that it would be a failure to their shareholders right. to not take the deal and give everybody a payout. Because as it is right now, if you own one share of Twitter, you will get a check from, I don't know who essentially it'll come from at that point, but you will be paid for your share JP at, Morgan Chase. at the rate of $54.20 per share. Yeah. So well, maybe um, it comes from Twitter. It, I think it probably comes from the, from Twitter, the actual sale. It, it'll be the, Whoever is putting up, whoever's buying it, so it'll right. probably come from Elon. He has to buy the shares from the company, aka from, from you, with his name on it. I would but imagine at that that's point. Very interesting. Um, the funding came from J.P. Morgan Chase. The half yes. of it that that he got funded, he put up a shitload of cash himself. Yes, he sold off a bunch of Tesla stock and stuff like that, a bunch of assets and shit, and so that he could put up a bunch of cash, and then all got the rest of it funded from J.P. Morgan Chase. Yes. Now, so let's get into this article real quick. Tim Cast, shout out Tim Cast. Yeah, Tim Cast is doing big things. We're going to talk about them a couple times um, throughout this show. Oh yeah, so, yeah. According part four, to, baby. oh dude, I can't wait. Part four, <laughs> part four, Lenny, stick around. It's going to be good. According to a press release, quote: Twitter Inc. today announced that it has arrived or entered into a definitive agreement to be acquired by an in, an entity wholly owned by Elon Musk for. $54.20 per share in cash in a transaction valued at approximately $44 billion. Upon completion of the transaction, Twitter will become a privately held company. Pause button there for a second. Yes. As of right now, there's a lot of talk about, oh, it, this is Elon's Twitter now. This is Elon's Twitter now. You know, it's a totally different Twitter world now right. because Elon bought it. Elon don't own shit yet. No. They, they have entered into the agreement for him to purchase it. They haven't even started signing paperwork. Yes, yet. this has not, to get not only approved. Is the ink not dry. They haven't even started putting ink down exactly. on paper Exactly, and it still has to get approved by the federal government. I think it's the, the federal SEC exchanges. Or the yeah. FEC, yeah. FEC, and well, there's probably a whole handful of bureaus that have to approve this deal. All so it's going to have to go. But from certain legal minds that are looking at it, I, I hear that it should be a relatively quick transaction. Um, lonesome Lenny, there is a fiduciary obligation to pay the shareholder the market price at time of purchase. Well, in the market, well, the market price is dictated by the person purchasing it, right? No, the, the market price is what dictated the by the market. Be? So if, if it's a public traded company at that point, it's going to be whatever the stock is, which at this point, um, I think this, it goes into this a little bit later. He's already purchasing this at a premium from the time of the purchase. It was right. If we get into percentages a little bit more in here, but after the first quarter earnings report came on, they failed to reach their earning goals in quarter one again. So their stock would be falling even further than it is now. So you're getting a massive premium at this point if you were a, a stockholder in Twitter, if you are a stockholder right. in Twitter. So um, let's see, where is that? How do they talk about it here? In April, Musk purchased a 9.2% stake, so it's 9.2% according to Timcast in the social media company. With a, within a week, he announced his bid to buy the entire company for roughly $43 billion in cash and take the company private. 
delisting it from the New York Stock Exchange. However, his endeavor was met with criticism and resistance by the company's board. The board announced a shareholder rights plan, often called a, quote, poison pill, as part of their effort to stop Musk from the takeover. The media, politicians, and, cr and critics spoke out in fear of Musk's focus on free speech. Multiple pundits have claimed that Tesla CEO's purchase could pose a threat to democracy. That's our new favorite. And transform the platform into an area of hate. It might be the other. Yeah, yeah that, free, this is it. Free speech absolutism is scary. It's a bad deal, right? So this is the one that actually talks about their um, quarterly earnings report coming out and them failing to meet their goals. Um, again, from Tencast, the company reported 229 million monetized daily user accounts known as MDUAs. The number was slightly higher than the expected 226.9 million representing a 15.9% increase from the same period last year. The U.S. MDAUs were up 6.4% for the year's quarter at 39.6 million. Where is the area where they talked about them falling short? An increase from the... So they had an increased user share, but still their profit line did not make projections. Where did that article go? I'm just going to go back to this real quick. Um, while I try to find where that's at. Yeah. So either way, I mean, their their earnings report shows that they missed revenue projections. And, I mean, and, and missed revenue projections like that is only going to occur. It's The consequences are going to be your stock price falls a little bit because you're not on the track that you think you're on. It's a pretty typical thing if a... If the GDP numbers are expected to be, you know, growth of 7% this, this quarter, and then they come in negative 1.6%, obviously the stock market is going to fucking be affected by that. Yes. It's no different in individual stocks like that, in individual corporations. Musk margined a portion of Tesla, and that stock took a hit last week. Yeah, he did do he that. Did. So we're talking about he sold a, a big portion of, not a big portion, but a portion of his Tesla stock to be able to fund this. He put out a statement to the investors and the shareholders after that and said that he wasn't going to sell off any more stock so i wouldn't be surprised you know the natural ebb and flow of people starting to see him selling off stock and start selling their shit off yeah because they don't know what's going to happen um so and to my understanding tesla stock i mean it's it's worth good money but it also fluctuates because elon musk does yeah. crazy shit he just does yeah. weird stuff and he does, when he does weird a weird stuff. thing it freaks people out when he gets high on joe rogan the tesla stock takes a dip and then okay. it goes back up first it's, of all that is a fallacy. He did not get high on when Joe he Rogan. Smoked he smoked cannabis. Yeah, he on, put it in his mouth and puffed it like a cigar. Whatever. I'm so fucking Because tired I'm of judging that. him for getting high. I don't right. care. No, I know. When, when he false does narrative. that, the Tesla stock takes a dip, it goes uh -huh. back up. So that did happen. I wouldn't be surprised if shit. we were to see it go right back over the next few weeks. Yeah, you know? it'll, it'll balance back out to where it always does. Yes. But it's, it's nobody right now has an electronic car market that is even like semi close to competing with Tesla. So no. they're still going to be the big ball or the big baller in, in the industry for Especially a while yet. More money the federal government pushes into electric yeah. vehicles. They just had the, the, I, I just started to see videos about this this morning, but last night, apparently there was this Tesla electric rodeo held in Texas. And it was like a big, just big old party like that all centered around Tesla and new products and shit like that. So I got to check out some of the videos. Cause it looked like, oh God. it looked like a, uh, like a, Somebody tried to combine Burning Man and inside of a Tesla factory. Like it looked like a really awesome, really weird, artsy, eclectic celebration with a lot of people in cowboy hats That's and weird, shit. Bro. So it's, but he's always doing crazy shit like that, man. Yeah. 
and you never know what he's going to do. But um, from what we've been able to see from his public tweets and things like that after the merger, I mean, he has ideas. He has plans. I mean, this is who he is. He's an idea guy. He sees a problem and then tries to fix it. Right. And he's talked now about essentially cutting back on the bot problem on Twitter, yes. trying to do something about free speech to make it more free speech friendly. Trying you to know. make it based around the First Amendment as opposed to yeah. the other additional rules and regulations and social guidelines that Twitter has in place based around especially like dead naming and like shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a very disinformation. Elon is not exactly projecting the image of stable executive of a major company. No. Um no, I would agree with that. Yeah. He's eccentric, man. He's, he's crazy. He's person. like um yeah. It's that guy that, that Leo DiCaprio did a movie about, um, Howard Hughes. Yeah, yeah. A very eccentric billionaire. Crazy had also, yeah, he's, also. He's crazy, you know, and that was a big deal back then, too. It's it's no different now. I think that you have to just kind of believe in, like, Elon Musk's, oh, that's like, what it is like right his here. vision, you know, or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Like, you have to, you got to be down for what you think that he's in on, you know. You have to just, you got to, what do they call it? In basketball, they call it, you got to trust the process. Trust right? the process, We're going to be shitty for a few years, but we're going to build a fucking championship squad. Yeah. you got to trust the process of, like, people tanking to come out as a champion. And I'm not saying he's tanking, but no. that's what they call it in basketball. That makes you gotta, sense. you got to trust the process. And yeah. if you don't trust the process, I wouldn't blame anybody for that because he's a crazy person. But also, if you see it and the yeah. vision aligns with you, then trust the process and trust yeah. that it's going to work out the way that he's going for you know people told me to let russ cook man and i did and then he left the guy wants to be <laughs> the guy wants to be a wizard you yep. know if you believe that elon musk can be a wizard mm -hmm. then keep buying that stock baby <laughs> keep, right. keep pumping it up <laughs> so i finally found what i was looking for earlier it was actually a uh, tweet um that jack sobek forwarded sobek. it's the letter from um or two Brett Taylor, chairman of the board at Twitter. Oh, shit. I invested in Twitter as I believe in its potential to be the platform for free speech around the globe. And I believe free speech is societal, is a societal imperative for a functioning democracy. However, since making my investment, I now realize the company will never thrive nor, nor serve this social imperative in the current form. Twitter needs to be transformed, transformed as a private company. As a result, I am offering to buy 100% of Twitter for $54.20 per share in cash, a 54% premium over the day before I began investing in Twitter, and a 38% premium over the day before my investment was publicly announced. My offer is my best and final offer, and if it is not accepted, I would need to reconsider my position as a shareholder. Twitter has an extra... Twitter has extraordinary potential. I will unlock it. Elon Musk. That's savage. That's what I was That's looking for earlier. Fuck. That's some good stuff. That's savage as fuck. That's called hostile takeover. Get that's, on the board and then put shit. the board in an impossible position so that they have to sell to you. That's like when Jerry Maguire writes his manifesto. You yes. He's saying his memo and he sends it out to everybody and he's like, we're going to fucking win. Like, I can't live in this industry anymore because this shit is terrible. Yes. And I'm going to leave and I'm going to take every client who wants me with me and I'm going to fucking go. Who's coming with yeah, me? Yeah, I'm here for it. I don't like... I'm not a total Elon Musk guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm not a total. I'm not a hard Elon Musk guy. I'm here for that though. I'm 100% here for that. That's some. 
some shit. It's obvious. It's obvious what he's doing. Like you said, it's a hostile takeover. He's like the I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this company and you're gonna like it. Yes, and that's the way that it was because and ain't nothing you can do about yeah, it. He's pinning their hands of I'm gonna pay you way more than you're ever gonna get for this company, and this is the best you're ever gonna get. So I'm gonna force you to do what is in the favor or in the best interest of your shareholders. Yeah, and that's financially because that's the only responsibility they have is financial right that's right they have the fiduciary responsibility to the shareholder which is always just kind of a i mean any company has a fiduciary responsibility to themselves to make sure that they're still around tomorrow and that they could pay for their employees and all that but if you have investors and you're a publicly traded company you also need to try to make them money to give them a return on their investment otherwise you don't have a job anymore what are you trying to do here so that's 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 basically the just the general ins and outs of the actual the actual acquisition i've heard estimates now on when the deal will actually be approved and finalized and elon will actually be in charge from anywhere between like three to nine months um so we'll just be watching to see when that happens but in the meantime there is and has been something going on on twitter um i don't know how much how much time do you usually spend right i spend a decent amount of my social media time on twitter trying to get more on twitter or less away less on instagram yeah instagram is a soul-sucking place that is just filled with yeah most I, people though part that's where we running our shit and so i do that and then i look at other shit yeah. and i look at my own shit and i'm like fuck i've been on here for 20 minutes yeah, it's a, yeah it's, it'd be grabbing it's you thing. that's why i don't want to be on it very much yeah and twitter is it's much more easy to like just dip your toes in for a couple minutes and bounce back out but uh there has been some strange goings on here and i'm going to pull up a tweet here from luke Rudowski, okay, who is not my favorite human being on the planet, right. at least when he's on the Jim Cash show. Both. But you know, but he's just he's just annoying. I just find him annoying. He that's is a that's bit annoying. what it is. So he's I got nothing against him though. But this was something that he decided to tweet out that today, and this was on. Oh, I think it was like the day before, or no, is the. It's like a day or two after the announcement had been made that Elon was going to be buying Twitter. Like they had closed the deal, they'd signed the deal, now it was the real process had begun. And all of a sudden, he gained 39.3 million tweet um, impressions, right? Everybody that had been previously like, I'm being shadow banned, I'm being shadow banned, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, their numbers skyrocketed through the roof. Right. And not just with impressions, but also on subscriber count. Right. right? And it did not make sense because it was, it wasn't the same day. It wasn't right as the news was breaking. So most people find it was, it was a day or two after the announcement had been made. So I don't know how that would happen. Like Twitter news happens at the blink of an eye. And we've seen it happen time and time again, when there are, breaking stories it's around within an hour i mean it is out there it doesn't take two days to hit and give everybody a bunch of followers but within the past 24 to 48 hours and this was back on april 26th and i believe the deal was done on the 24th um tucker carlson gained 62,000, more than 62,000 subscribers joe rogan more than 63,000. donald trump jr more than 87,000. Ted Cruz, over 51,000 new subscribers. And there's some left accounts there losing. Yes. Losing and, subscribers. And you know, here we go. Yeah, Rachel Maddow down 18.6 thousand. Anderson Cooper down 10.3. AOC down 27.6 thousand. Kamala Harris down 22.4. Hillary Clinton down 17.6. 
Well, that could just be because they keep getting suicided. I mean, um, uh, Tulsi Gabbard up 10.5. Rand Paul, 33.5. Ilhan Omar down 10,000. So, obviously, there's some fuckery going on. But what is it? And it's we all we are we're left with speculation at this point because it has seemed to over the last couple days kind of balance back out again. I I noticed personally on my own feed I didn't recognize it for a few days. There were people like uh, there Josie the redheaded libertarian is somebody that I used to follow right. Okay. <laughs> she was yeah. a yeah she was somebody that uh, showed up on Timcast as a guest and okay. I, you know I liked the fire that she threw on Twitter so I followed her and. And then all of a sudden she was suspended. and But now she's back. And it hasn't seen so many previously banned people return to the platform. But there's a lot of people that were permanently suspended that I have seen now all of a sudden have their accounts back again. And I don't, I don't understand that either. Unless there is some fuckery going on over at Twitter. And I don't quite understand it. Um, and I know... So I don't say I know because it's all anecdotal. Mm -hmm. It's all it's all about a goat, right? Um, no, anecdotal. anecdotal. It's all, I'm just uh, I was like, my what? brain's working overtime now. The alpha brain is is cranking. Um, no, um, but there's been fuckery with people's tweets for a long time. The stats mm -hmm. are like a pendulum swinging back and forth. Yeah, there's been yeah, fuckery it's weird. with people's followers specifically for a long time. Mm -hmm. I know that I've heard. Many people on both sides of the political spectrum talk about their Twitter followers, just the number of them stopping. Yeah. Like them seeing that they're the notification for this person followed you, this person followed you, this person followed you, but them stopping at like 29K or whatever. It just stops. Yeah. You see that you're getting new followers every single day, but the number does not go up. Yep. So I've seen that. There is. And a number of different versions of that. There is speculation that whatever fuckery was happening with the algorithm beforehand mm -hmm. is being done away with so that when Elon and his team and whatever happens does come in, there isn't evidence that they ready evidence of, of the fuckery. Yeah. Um, especially if we're talking about six to nine months before he actually has control of the company, they're doing it now. I would, it would make sense. I would speculate they're doing it now to have a nine month track record of like, no, 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 we're, we're clean. And yeah. we only save our shit for six months. So I don't know, I don't know. You know? <laughs> what happened before that. I don't know. You know, who's keeping all the data. Yeah. It's weird. It's the security cameras were not, I don't know what happened. People were asleep. So I don't know what it makes sense <laughs> to me that, that they would do that. Yeah. Uh, there is no direct evidence of that right now. The algorithm to, to Twitter is closed code. So no one has access to it. That's another thing that Elon Musk has said he wants to free do the is, code, is make it open access to the code of Twitter, to the algorithm. So people can use it their own and also see exactly how things are being done and, yep. and all that stuff. So the shitty thing is, is that I've seen code before and I don't know heads or tails, man. I got to take it. I got to take expert advice all the time. Oh yeah. All the time that's why i got my boy paul he's a code writer yeah shane made the whole bennick website oh hot dog good for him yeah that's WordPress? like a whole no <laughs> that's like a whole part of shane's job is his website stuff oh shit making the buttons round instead of square and stuff <laughs> <laughs> silly things like that which sound like i, I couldn't do that shoot no, man i wish i had that skill set there's so many skills i wish i had that's one of them i didn't know what he was actually doing for a long time and yeah. it wasn't until Jordan learned to code some stuff for her other job at the shipyard or at the, oh, yeah, at yeah. the boatyard. Um, 
that I realized what he was actually doing. I was like, oh my god, you're like working at the website. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Oh I'm stupid. Yeah, I don't know. So one of the other uh, kind of points of fuckery that I've seen lately on Twitter, and I don't, I don't get people that are doing it, man. It's like these people that are freshly off of suspension or even just people now that like, oh yeah, Elon Musk is buying Twitter. I'm going to say all this stuff about ivermectin now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dead name people. I'm going to do this, that, and the other thing that like are in Twitter's terms of service now and nothing has changed except for maybe the algorithm or something like that. And there's people on there just being stupid, just trying to play with fire, man. Right. Because the rules still stand as they did before. Like, nothing no, at this point, nothing, nothing has nothing changed. Is any different. Yeah. There, it seems like, like I've not seen those people then get immediately suspended. No. You know? So something appears to be going on. And that's, and when it comes to a motivation for something, why would they be doing this? Right? What, what are the possible implications of how about lying to Congress about them not doing these types of shadow bannings and algorithmic fuckery? That would be, I think, one potentially motivating factor into uh, oh shit this is all about to go public set it all back to factory reset like we don't want yeah we don't otherwise i'm an, i'm in contempt of congress i got i can get uh, perjury charges so on and so forth every one of these people has been in front of congress doing sworn testimony yeah, including yeah, the head of yeah i mean uh what's his name or her name uh vijaya Gotti. Um, oh geez Vig yeah from from the joe rogan experience episode with tim pool which i had the clip of i was going to pull up but the sound's not working and there's no subtitles and but she was on there with him and jack and joe and tim and then you know she's been in front of congress multiple times talking about how twitter doesn't do these things and how they don't censor certain political viewpoints and it it appears as if if that was the the mindset that you viewed the current situation on Twitter with, you could easily make that jump go, okay, it's logical that they have, they have something to hide now. Otherwise they would potentially perjure themselves. So right. we got to clean it up now. That's a potential motivation that doesn't take too much assumption. Especially to go with. because in that episode of Joe Rogan that she was on, Tim Pool laid out a pretty, in my opinion, clear case that even that their bias was implicit not only in some of their regulations, but in the way that they were being enforced. So yeah. the bias isn't even necessarily something you could pin down in the algorithm of it because it's being done on a human level. That the things that people are people mm -hmm. are looking at yeah. are being affected in a biased manner. Uh, Twitter became the OK Corral when it was tamped down. Speculation where it goes is questionable. Um so let's talk about that, right? Mm -hmm. What happens from Twitter from here? Uh, because Elon Musk has talked about trying to free it up, essentially. You know, yeah. um, take away um, a lot of the regulations or nonsense that led to, like, the Babylon Bee being suspended or the New York Post being suspended when they were posting the Hunter Biden article. The Babylon Bee got suspended for... If anyone doesn't know what the Babylon Bee is, it's like the Onion, but better, right? Yeah. It's like the newer, better version of the Onion. Yeah. And they got suspended for posting a meme, a fake satirical meme about, um, what's her name? The head of 
What's what's her name? The woman, uh, the doctor. The doctor? Yeah. Which Who doctor? works for the federal government? Uh, the trans doctor works for the federal government. Uh, oh wait, 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 wait. All wait. I can think is Rachel Dolezal, and that's the no. That's Rachel the, Levine. That's the Rachel Levine. There yes. it is. So I'm posting a Rachel Levine calling her their man of the year. Yes. They're suspended for this, right? Yeah. I still think the I still don't think Babylon B has their Twitter account back. I think they're still suspended. We have the technology. So, um, things like this again the. New York Post article during the 2020 election cycle about Hunter Biden's laptop that now is perfectly acceptable. Are they back? Uh, let's see. March 20th last tweet. So it appears that they, I don't know, when, that was well before March 20th, right? So they must not be able to tweet anymore. They must not be able to because, yeah, all March 20th is when it stopped. What did it say about? Fake news you can trust. Oh, subscribe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's an old thing. Okay, interesting. So they're not. I wonder if they're just done with Twitter then. That might be, or either that, or like their account would be suspended and they can't do anything with it, but oh, it still right. exists. Okay, because it yeah. still exists. It's just suspended, not okay. Yeah, they can't sense. tweet. So I think they, they, they are still things. suspended from Twitter. Yeah. Is, is how it would appear to me. That's yeah, actually, because I have been suspended from Twitter before for erroneous reasons, and I believe that's the way it worked. Like I could still get on and get tweets. I could look at things. I I just couldn't comment. I couldn't reply. I couldn't like. I couldn't retweet, and I couldn't post anything. Right. And that was because I don't even remember why my account was. Oh, I think it was because I was like following too many people one night, and they were like, "Hey, we flagged your account because of, of suspicious activity." Like, no, I just spent some time trying to follow Blow some me. motherfuckers. Yeah. Um. So that's one thing, right? And he's been very open that he sees this mm -hmm. as a biased platform. And so he intends to take it back to a more free speech realm, right? Yeah. The reactions to that were ferocious. I mean, oh, I saw yeah. everything Going to kill trans people. Kill trans people to he wants Nazis to be able to conform or, you know, form up on this platform. I don't know when over the last two weeks we found out that Elon Musk was a Nazi. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. How do you even make that jump yeah. to he wants Nazis to be able to group up on this platform and kill trans people? How do you, how can you even – you can't honestly make that claim because mm -hmm. there's no evidence of that. No. And the – you know, some of the other arguments in the world like uh, free speech absolutism. You know, it's it, this is a very dangerous thing for this to be a free speech absolutist platform. Like, it's not good for anybody, which makes me question – your morals that makes me question yeah. if you're making that argument that makes me question your morals that makes me question your intentions mm -hmm. in what world would people having the ability and the right to say anything they want be a bad thing where where did the free dissemination of information become a bad thing yeah you yeah. know i'm gonna play this real quick because it's about five seconds and i don't want to misquote taylor lorenz yeah. but she had something to say along these lines of course so when when we oh. when we talk about free speech, I think we have to think about whose speech is free. Right. Courtesy of Taylor Lorenz, what the fuck piece of are shit, you extraordinary. About you, dumb bitch. Because if you give everybody free speech, that means the bad guys have free speech too, and we can't have Elon Musk, who is a bad person, who is revolutionizing the carbon-free. What was it say? the electric car market and helping out against fossil fuels and all this shit. He's a bad guy. And so we can't give him free speech. That's not good. If somebody comes on this platform with, uh, with hate, hateful rhetoric, we don't want them to have free speech to be able to hurt everybody's feelings or, or cause harm by, you know, within the trans community by dead naming somebody. I mean, 
what are we talking about here? This is this person is we're going to talk more about her in part four. And she is a completely and utterly unhinged human being. And there, there are so many bad takes about this, man. Now, well, I guess I'm going to leave and people doing it on like TikTok and shit. Right. I guess I'm going to leave Twitter now because fascist Elon Musk is, is buying Twitter now. So there goes Twitter. It's been real, guys. I'm going to go now. I'm going to go deactivate my account. And then I'm going to proselytize about it on TikTok. Seems Sean like King a great left idea. for a day and then this came back to Twitter. Shit. Sean King. No. He is and always will be a piece of shit. Brian Stelter, right? When he's on there and he, I don't remember who he was talking to, but he said, he said if, if you hear about a party and there's no rules and anybody yeah. can do whatever they want, is that a party you want to go to? Yes. Yeah. You're a lame. You're a lame ass. That's you're a lame ass. Brian you are. Stelter. You. What kind yes. of sheltered life do you live? Should anybody be able to do whatever they want, or should only some people be able to do whatever they want? <laughs> what are you talking about? You're a fascist. You're yes. a crazy person. Yes. I'm gonna openly advocate for some people having more rights than other people, but it's it's only free speech. That's so okay. It's just your ability to express yourself and to be honest and call people out. And it's not a big deal. You know, it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. What are you talking about? You know, I would commend to you this piece from the powerful Douglas Murray written in The Sun. He did a piece. Twitter is not fit for purpose. It's the Wild West. Okay, Corral run by woke youngsters with too much power. Elon Musk, Musk will fix it. It's a verbose article and it, but it is a fantastic read and obviously yes it's from the sun so there is just all ads, ads all over the place but it is a fantastic Look read at that headshot he is a it's beautiful a handsome man, man. Good for him, lie. douglas murray i am so the glad beautiful he's been voice he's, he's very funny too and he narrates his books man oh, his really? his new book war on the west is out now you can buy that he does the audiobook for that he did the he wrote uh, Strange Death of Europe. He wrote Madness of Crowds. And his and he's got a, more books before that. I'm going to get the, some Douglas Murray in, in uh, next year's ooh, book. Club. Madness of Crowds is fantastic. Yeah. I am about to pick up the audiobook for um, War on the West. And that's, I think, going to be fantastic. Be fire, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's And thank God he's been making it around. So he just did a Joe Rogan. He did Bridget Phetasy. He did um, Michael Malice. And then, oh, last night. I started to watch the Grimes interview from Lex Friedman. Okay. Elon Musk's ex-wife. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I, I put that on the very end of the night right before I went to bed, kind of wind down and watch about 10 minutes of it. She is a fascinating human oh, being. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, you my God. You can't be married to Elon Musk. She's got stars now. on. She's got stars on her on her face and stuff. Like I mean, tattooed on her face? No, no, like actual, like, you know, you get a gold star for going, you know, for doing good in kindergarten or something like that. Like those little stickers. She put them on her cheeks for the interview and stuff. and But she is fascinating she's definitely a musician i will say that much um so anyways yes i i highly commend to everybody this article from the sun a uk publication douglas murray twitter is not fit for purpose it's the wild west run by woke youngsters with too much power elon musk will fix it is and that, that is, is that your take is that, that is generally my take yeah okay. i i think i'm one of the people that more or less trust in elon's process okay um i don't necessarily trust him as a human um necessarily it's the name of this week's episode uh, um, trust elon's process. trust the trust elon's trust process. the Musk process <laughs> but no i i do i've seen what he's done with other with his other industries he has revolutionized like we've said before the electronic car market i mean he has cornered the business he made electric vehicles that people actually wanted to buy 
and that are insanely powerful and insanely efficient. And he has an infrastructure system set up to support it. I mean, it's, it's a whole deal. SpaceX commercialized for the very first time ever space transportation reusable space transportation. yes something that is not you know two trillion dollars and then it burns up in the atmosphere i mean this or is stuff that continually ocean. just goes and goes and goes and goes and parts get replaced and and they're launching people up to the space station i mean stuff that has not happened since the the late 60s and early 70s i mean once the challenger blew up man it all kind of just got real i think for everybody and he was like, well, we're going to push through and do this anyways. And he's been incredibly efficient with that. I mean, and that alone, I think, makes him the most important human being on the planet. Oh, shit. I think. Because no one else is doing that. Nobody else did that until he did that. And then the rest of the billionaires got in line. That's quite I mean, claim. I mean, Virgin Mobile guy. What's his name? Uh, Branson? Branson? Yeah, Richard Branson. Richard Branson. He, was, he had been trying to do the space thing for a long time, but he went about it in a very different way. Elon's like, oh, I'm just going to build rockets and shoot them up in the sky. Um, but, I mean, he did it, man. And he, that is going to be a thing. That's a technology that cannot be undone. It will only be built upon into the future. And some of our deepest woes about mining, say, like the conflict minerals required for making batteries. Right. I mean, there might be a way that you could do that extraterrestrially i mean who knows They're, the the opportunities are oh, endless Mars. you know he's got the boring company where he's like doing these fucking drilling holes and shit left and right and underneath drill the ground a hole and, on a different planet and that yeah because i don't know how much real use it has here we have too much infrastructure in place already to like really make it a, do you a think deal, that's what but... he's doing do you think he's trying to just get all the different facets done so that he can yeah. just make tesla the shit yes Yes, I think it's all, well, it's all in, I don't know if it's necessarily Tesla, but it, it's all in support of a common. The Musk company, the shit. <laughs> right. And I, I think he's smart by having these different companies, right? But then he's, he's also, so he's got the Boring Company, which made a cool flamethrower, made the uh, Jeremy's Razor commercial possible because they used his flamethrower. Um, the Starlink is a huge deal. That's a whole separate thing, and that's going to revolutionize is Starlink. Starlink is a satellites, right? Yes, it's a private satellite network for broadband internet. Okay. That you that it's broadband satellite internet. So okay. essentially, right now you have satellite internet from a, a couple like cable communications companies and stuff like that, but it's shitty. Okay. We'd never be able to do this show off of that but we're running that fiber baby exactly and but the starlink system is a massive series of satellites that will blanket eventually the entire globe and so that so it's legit so it is super legit it is the way satellite internet should be someone asked me when the whole ukraine thing popped off they're like does elon musk have solar link or whatever over ukraine i was like i have no idea Mm-hmm. And I, first of all, I don't even know what that is. Like, yeah. I couldn't explain to you what that is. Yeah, because Second essentially, of all, I don't know. Because essentially, <laughs> what you do need, and I will say that they do have Starlink, Starlink because he okay. he made sure to connect them to Starlink. So that they could get and yeah, cracking. He has his videos. own Starlink satellites up there that relay data and messages and shit like that. That's and then bro. you need a Starlink receiver on your end to be able to access the network and get your connectivity. So he flew a space yeah. rocket into Ukraine and was like, here's your Starlink receiver. Yes, I'm pretty sure it came in the back of a truck. That's, but, that's fucking lit, You know, bro. it comes like in a case and then you just, it's just like a modem or some shit that connects to the thing. It's probably like a little mini dish or an it antenna. It comes in like a weird Pelican case, just like a military computer. Fuck and yeah. You flip it open and And it's if all... it doesn't, Take note, Musk. Shitty on Musk. If That's it doesn't, right. it's probably packaged way cooler than that. Like, like, it, like the, I liked at Benick every now and again, we'd get like a, a crate 
like an actual wooden crate yeah. of something yeah. and go out there with a fucking hammer and a, <laughs> you know yeah, like that's the way packaging should be if i don't get my Starlink in a wooden crate i'm fucking sending it back yeah that's how all our material <laughs> still comes in big crates like that it's the so much fun dude crates. um but yeah that was the deal he did that and they're you know, it's only so reliable because there's right. only so many satellites in the sky right now. But, it's in space. But, yeah, but that's the thing. And that's going to – you're going to be out on safari in the middle of fucking Africa because you're going to do safaris. And you'll be able to whip out your phone and be connected to Starlink because you got a Starlink phone or some shit like that. And then you're, like, in the middle of the absolute wilderness and be like, oh, let me check my Twitter. Hitting up Insta. Like, because you could do that shit that's with it. Starlink. And that's then on it. top of that, he's also got Neuralink going on. Which is a little dystopian, especially for a guy who is distrustful of AI. I'm not into that. I'm not into Neuralink. I'm not but here for that. I will say if it's one of those technologies where it's like if you're unplugged from the internet, I can I can get by it because it's a right now the focus for Neuralink is in um, like fake limbs, right? It's in habilitation, like rehabilitation. So like people that have spinal injuries that are paralyzed from down, like they can potentially fix that issue or like yeah you lose feeling in your arm or something like that you can re help reconnect the neurons some sh I don't know, some crazy science health shit but it, it seems promising for that kind of deal somebody that could couldn't hear might be able to hear again somebody that was right. blind might be able to see again that's cool but then there's also the well what happens if you you turn the wi-fi on that i don't i don't know but he's talked i think it is an original uh, joe rogan experience yeah like appearance he talked a little bit about essentially not having to like verbally communicate at that point because you could and that's i'm like that's that, i don't want it to do that it's man like but if, like if a paralyzed person can walk again i'm super down and i would imagine they'd probably risk it at that point yeah because it's probably like the voting machines are like you can't even connect them <laughs> to the internet but then there's like an ethernet port in the back you know yeah like, you do you can't even connect to the internet but there's but actually like, yeah <laughs> get out but of here you could if you yeah, wanted get out of here bro no, I'm mm. not here for that. Okay, let's have some deeper discussion about well, yes. this wasn't deep, but deeper discussion. So I have some questions for you. So I'm not inherently against this, mm -hmm. right? I think I think it's probably a good thing. I think Elon Musk owning Twitter is probably a good thing as far as the free speech aspect of Twitter goes and the equity, if you will, for all people on Twitter. For everyone mm -hmm. to be at the same point, for the equality of people on Twitter, I think this is probably a good thing. I am troubled um by the fact that this is another billionaire purchasing effectively a, a portion of our culture he's purchasing a portion of the way that people disseminate information mm -hmm. freely amongst themselves and so i'm having trouble differentiating at its core why this is different than jeff bezos owning the washington post mm -hmm. because it seems so they're obvious technical differences right that mm. jeff bezos and the washington post they're writing journalistic pieces that will be used on instagram and stuff like that to in effect decide what is true and what is not true right twitter effectively does the same thing by choosing what does and does not get disseminated even though it sounds like under Elon yeah. Musk, that's not going to be the way anymore no no so, no because biden's going to have a new administration of administration so we'll, we'll, we'll get to that nah, nah. Right, we'll get to that now but, i'm going to put it in the words of douglas murray from his his piece right okay. in the beginning right so he says since twitter is since twitter effectively serves as the public town square he said failing to adhere to free speech principles fundamentally undermines democracy this is the in the words of Elon Musk that said that, right? 
is via Douglas Murray. Now, the reason I understand your concerns, and I will point to what we had talked about earlier today, I believe in part one of four here, where we talked about the benevolent dictator. Okay. This, I believe, is somebody that would become a benevolent dictator of a private company that would set some rules, create a platform that's profitable, and just let it go. I, like, I trust Elon to, I trust his process in this matter. Whereas, if this was Jeff Bezos, I don't trust Jeff Bezos to not manipulate the Washington Post. Because of his track record already. And because his principles are not as aligned with yours as Elon's are, yes. right? And yeah. that's where I get to like the more technical part. It's mm -hmm. like I believe in that because I believe from what I know of them that Elon Musk's principles are more aligned with mine. Yeah. But that doesn't – that's where I start to struggle. But mm -hmm. that doesn't change the inherent – Risk. aspect of the risk yeah that a billionaire now owns twitter privately yeah. owns a way that he acknowledges a mm -hmm. thing that he acknowledges is the public square he now owns that yeah. privately and if he wants to even though i don't think that he will or even if i don't think that he will or whatever mm -hmm. he could do that to do the same thing that the jeff bezos is doing with the washington post and yeah. fuck everybody over yeah you know well and then there's always the question of too like what happens after elon musk dies who gets yes. it at that point and is it going to fall into somebody else's hands that right. we don't trust and yeah, no, I mean, I can get the concern for sure. I mean, I can, I mean, that might be argument towards making something of a public utility out of out of a company like this. I mean, I guess that was an easier conversation with a public traded company, but now that it, it will be a privately owned company, I don't know, man. I, I don't know how to square that away because, yeah, like you said, I do trust him to do this thing, but at the same time, he could have a Hendrix, a traumatic brain injury tomorrow he could hit his head or whatever and wake up a different person and become evil right like it could certainly happen i mean he might have a change of heart he might get a new girlfriend that uh you know sways him one way or the other i mean we've seen that happen before with with celebrities and shit i guess the inherent risk does not change i maybe i'm just willing to stake a wager on it in, in this in until we find something else because yeah. i don't think the the way the public square quote unquote works these days. Like we don't, this is not where it's going to end. This is all evolutionary. We are in a right. process of where this thing is going to become because the internet is still in its infancy. I think as far as the human race is concerned, I think we've still got a long time on this planet and we're not going to stop tinkering with this type of shit for a long time. And I think this is probably just one of the best stepping stones. It'll be a good test case I think to compare to the rest of social media um, to see what happens when the policies and things like that, that Elon will enact, how they affect the platform as a whole. And then we're going to have to, you know, we've seen it with the rest of the major social media companies when there's something that works like, uh, 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 uh like Snapchat. Okay. You get reels. Yeah. Reels. There's a Taylor stories. Lorenz stories stories no reels snapchat, is the same thing on snapchat made stories first okay yes yes what, and so it was tiktok instagram stories yes. tiktok is reels yeah. stories was snapchat. snapchat and we've seen that throughout and it the major the two major social media companies i guess at this point it's it's facebook who owns instagram and twitter 
Snapchat is still some weird Snapchat thing. And well, that's and the reason that this is a sidebar, but the reason that Instagram did that is because they tried to buy Snapchat and Snapchat rejected their purchase offer. Like, so, bitch, see what happens. Yeah, now. <laughs> and so they just made stories instead, instead of yeah. whatever Snapchat calls their mm-hmm. thing something else. Yeah. Um, and so but, I think if there is something that does come out of this that is a net positive, the rest of social media will adopt it because financially they won't really have a choice why are they not going to make more money by changing the way they do business if elon proves it as a pilot case or a test case and it proves positive i think adoption on other social media platforms will be demanded by the users if not seen by the boards and and taken as a fiduciary of fiduciary responsibility yeah so that's you know it's a it's a very republican small r like idea this is a small test case in a single company in a, a an ecosystem or an industry and we'll see how his changes work out in the end and i mean hell if he makes the wrong moves and it goes bankrupt he'll just lose a bunch of money on it and somebody else will buy it and try something else do so. you there have been a lot of talks about his connections with china mm-hmm. right so trepidation so lay some of those out he has like a factory in china right mm-hmm. he has some supplying and stuff through china obviously so he has some business connections with them there's some monetary connections there mm-hmm. he has said what people have characterized as favorable things about china before um i don't have any of those things here so i'm not going to say they're like inherently favorable because i don't have mm-hmm. any reason to believe that elon musk like loves china or the ccp no. or anything you know no i think that he probably has said whatever he has to say to stay in good graces with the Chinese Communist yeah. Party. Um, I don't think that. Let's just put it this way. You're not going to build a Tesla. You're not going to build the SpaceX. You're not going to build this thing without right. a relationship with China at right. this point. And so, thanks to decades and decades and decades of economic. Globalism. Globalism. And the, yeah, Nixon opening up China and then everybody essentially forcing all trade to go through China so we can build them to who they are today as a capitalist and somebody that's an industrialist and a philanthropy and all this stuff, like you kind of have to deal with them because yes. that's where the market's at. Yes. So I can understand it. I do think that, and this is as a sidebar in itself, Elon Musk has gone on to long form talk shows. Yes. Multiple times, multiple people. And so you have a better understanding of Joe who Rogan, he is Lex as a person. Friedman, like three, four times. Dan Carlin. Okay. And he, he talked Dan about, Carlin yeah, too. he talked about Dan Carlin with Dan Carlin about like engineering and he's, he's very in love with the, uh, like the engineering side of like the German war machine because they made so many innovations and things like that. And in like and, five seconds. Yeah, yeah. And he's very, very knowledgeable about that. I mean, Alien he's not world. afraid to sit there and talk openly and not and unguarded about things. I mean, hell yeah. That, that picture up there. Right. I mean, we, we, we see Elon Musk. I mean, he was token up. He, he tried to toke up for somebody who doesn't smoke weed on Joe Rogan. I mean, he's, He's just Elon. Like, you know him better than you know Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Because Bezos ain't doing that shit. I don't know why. I think he's probably afraid of the pushback and things. Why would you, as a business tycoon and a, the second richest man in the world, or possibly the first at one time, why would you take the, the PR risk of going on to a long-form podcast where all you do is talk for three to four hours multiple times yes and so i inherently trust him more because he's not afraid to put himself out there and just think like we do man like we sit here for fucking six hours talking about all sorts of shit he's not apologizing for calling taiwan a country no like any of that shit no but if he needs to do business with china he'll do business with china he's gonna say oh love china so much (laughs) yes 
and they're gonna. But say, in Mandarin, nice. But in Mandarin, oh yeah. But I saw this cool tweet, tweeter, or yeah, this tweet today um, from tweet. from an Epoch Times um, okay. journalist about these like little confession booths to the CCP oh, they have now. God. And so it's like this little box with like frosted glass oh, that you can God. go in and you sit at this computer and there's a camera there and then you can you can talk to the CCP. Oh my God. Probably for like turning in your neighbors and shit. That's but. terrifying. <laughs> that is terrifying. Welcome to China. And we haven't even talked about Shanghai and we won't talk about Shanghai in this episode, but things aren't good in China right now. No, I even forgot to remind everybody at the beginning of the show to reevaluate their relationship with the CCP. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to not renew Disney Plus. So we decided we... We're going to cut Hulu anyway because we just didn't watch it. And then we realized when I went to cancel Hulu that we have, like, the Hulu Disney bundle and all oh, that yeah. shit. So we just canceled everything. And we're like, well, we'll see, you know, at the end of the month if we're going to, like, renew it. That's right, Lenny. By we're promoting done. himself, he is promoting everything he is involved in. And he's involved in a lot of shit, lot as of I shit. just discussed. Yeah. And like I said, I don't – I think okay. I said it before, the, before we started rolling, but I – see Elon Musk, like him or hate him, as the most important American ever to have existed since the Founding Fathers. Yo. Because he has... That's crazy. He has literally revolutionized a more industries than anybody ever has before. He has had more impact to the fabric of American society than most people. Maybe Henry Ford. Maybe he's the new Henry Ford. I'll put him on. I'll put him on the level of Henry Ooh. Ford, but also Henry Ford wasn't blasting shit in space. You're just gonna come over here and just dick suck Elon Musk for this whole I'm, part three. I am definitely a fan. Dick suck. <laughs> hey, like I said before, oh, I Henry think it was Ford. last episode or no, it was episode 124. Sometimes you gotta suck some dick, dude. I appreciate the bold <laughs> claim. I appreciate the bold claim to it. I'm here for it. I'm I not was, mad at it. I'm a fan. I am a fan. Most important American, potentially since the Founding Fathers, yeah. definitely since Henry Ford. At, yes, definitely since Henry Ford. I would. Damn. Who bro. else had had has had the impact that Henry Ford did when he essentially invented the fucking motor vehicle I don't that have we have one. today? I, yeah, like, no, I, don't, I don't have an argument yeah. against you. I'm here for it. That's uh, and I'm I'm trying to think again, but I so that's where I'm placing my shit. shit. More impactful shit, maybe. Maybe that's heavy, bro. Maybe Tesla himself. But then all of a sudden, he wasn't smart enough to be able to take credit for it for so long. So how smart really was he? I think he got fucked over, right? Well, he did get fucked over, but it was because, yeah, I guess he gave people the benefit of the doubt and was like, people aren't going to steal this shit from me. And then Edison's like, bitch, I got you. Like, I'm definitely <laughs> going to do that. Okay, yes. so one of the other realistic effects that's come from this, how I have some of this stuff labeled, is the board of dis or misinformation, right, that we've seen. Yeah. And we should be very specific because this was announced – during Alejandro Mayorkas's hearing that yeah. he had, right? Also, oh, fuck. I can't believe I forgot this. It was a total aside. I meant to bring this up because it was so funny. When I was doing research for part two about Joe Biden, I'm looking up all these gun articles and stuff like that. One of the articles that I found is from a website called Jews for the Preservation of Firearms Ownership. Yeah. And I thought it was so awesome. I and their logo that. is a Star of David that's like uh, red, white, and blue. It's like the American flag. And then a musket on one side and the AR-15 on the other side. Man. It's fucking lit. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Jews for the Preservation of Firearms Ownership. It's fucking lit. I'm here for it. Oh, God. Yeah. So okay. remind me in part four when we get into grab baggy territory. I want to ask you about your relationship with the 
the American flag. All right. Just so it's try to remind me of that. Exactly. It's gotten more complicated, too. Disinformation Governance Board to Tackle the Spread of Misinformation. Yeah. Focusing, okay, this is what I want to, focusing on Russia and the U.S.-Mexico border. Because that part was left out of a lot of stuff that is just like, this is the fucking Ministry of Truth. Yeah, exactly. And this part, and it's not. It's I don't not wanna, not that, exactly. But. <laughs> I don't want to hang on it too much because the idea that it won't be quickly expanded to other things I think is very silly. Yeah. But in the interest of being completely, you know, uh, being completely transparent, it's to yeah. focus on supposedly misinformation online from the Russians and also going to immigrants to tell them to come to America because they didn't listen when Kamala Harris said. Do not come. So, I don't, well, what else could we do besides have Kamala Harris tell them not to come? How else do we convey this is not the place that you want to come right now, except maybe telling them at the border, get the fuck out, yeah. sir. You can't come here. Yeah. I don't know how flying them to a different portion of the country is incentivizing them, disincentivizing them to come to America. I'm not sure how. Yeah. But the only way is to monitor misinformation and disinformation online. That's the only solution we could come up with because nothing else is working. Even the the tragic pleas of Kamala Harris to, <laughs> to do not come. Do not come. Do not come. Do not come. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry, Kamala. If you're telling me that, I'm not going to. Yeah. So it's worth noting this, the announcement of this came, well, informal announcement yeah. came days after the acquisition of Twitter by yeah. Elon Musk. Yeah. And so there, it's it's struggling to to conceive that they are mm-hmm. not connected in some way shape or form yes and i don't want to i don't want to go on about this because i feel like next episode we could probably do an entire segment on this because there will be more to come from this and especially because of the the named head of this new organization um, and some of the some weird escapades, tic- some weird TikToks and shit. I mean, singing super califragilisticexpialidocious, but like wh- about misinformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not some good. Weird shit. But I will look say, that up, Lenny. If you ain't seen that, look oh, that buddy, up. That's it's, some weird shit. It's highly uncomfortable. It's highly uncomfortable because they're like, it's so, it's so, I, it said a lot. But can we make 1984 fiction again? Please, yeah, because the shit is getting just as soon as you don't think you get closer to 1984, then they take another step closer. I'm like, I don't like a big sister looking out for misinformation. Okay, I don't trust you, obviously, because you literally in that that fucking chitty chitty bang bang song or uh, uh, yeah, what a spoon, I don't, uh, I don't Mary know. Poppins, Mary Poppins, Mary right. Poppins. Um, I don't like she literally spread disinformation in the song. So, but I also, I've seen a lot, especially from, uh, Jack Sobic put out a tweet the other day with her when she was in college, along with a, what I'm assuming is a roommate or a friend where they did a, a cover song and of an existing song that it existed and was written by Joss Whedon and was performed in this fantastic, fantastic musical called Dr. Horrible Singalong Blog. And they did a little cover of it and it wasn't that bad and like, but he's like, this is your next, you know, minister of mi- misinformation or disinformation. And it's like the video AOC dance. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, yeah. I don't. It's kind of hot. I mean, whatever, dude. I mean, that's not. I'm out of all the things. Don't pick that one. Don't pick all this shit. She was a Broadway or, a, a, you know, a musical. God dang 
like a major, like a major type thing. She was a theater geek, man. I mean, that's that's a the- I've seen theater geeks. That's a theater geek. Yeah, and this is what they do. Like, I I'm not gonna sit here. I'm gonna judge her for the other shit, you know. And yes, great movie too. By the way, is 100 percent a great movie. Doctor Horrible sing along blog starring none other than the great and powerful Nathan Fillon. Okay, Felicia Day, okay. who most people only know from from nerd circles and NPH, bro. Really? NPH. Neil Patrick Harris. Okay, plays Doctor Horrible. He's the main character. Felicia Day is the love interest. Nathan Fillon is the hero who happens to be the bad guy because it's a movie. It's a musical about Neil Patrick Harris who wants to become a supervillain. And I didn't he's, he's got a fight and shit. How much like musical stuff NPH did? You know. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a classically trained actor. He's all right. up in theater. I mean, he's an amazing actor. You ever seen Starship Troopers? To yes, Doctor Horrible Starship Troopers, along. right? Yes. Have you ever? That's seen... right, Lenny. Doctor Horrible. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Nice title. He's got an ice ray. Have you ever freeze seen, ray. Um, Marriage Story. No. It has. You it's should. A, that's you the. Should I've watched it three times. Uh, uh, Jake. No. Lost in Translation Girl. Um, Scarlett why, Johansson. Scar- 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 yeah. There you go. She's in it with, Adam, with Adam Driver. And yeah. I watched the movie three times in one week. It's essentially about a it's, divorce, I thought, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's about a divorce. It's about them getting divorced. And he owns a theater company, and he's like a director. And she's one of the actresses in the theater company. Hmm. And there is a portion in which he sings a song from a play um and he's like they're like in a bar he's he's back in new york and um he's singing this song it's um this is a great song i enjoyed the song enough being alive that's what it's called and it's from the play called company and I had never heard it before but i enjoyed his rendition of it enough that i went to work the next day and was on youtube and i think i watched 13 different versions of this song um 13 i think i watched 13 different versions of this song and well i did the same thing with the 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 witcher song and i found my favorite one it's by a guy named (coughs) by a guy named dean jones dean jones yeah i'll send it to you right now we'll watch it after after the show because it's fucking lit nice and Oh, one of the versions was by NPH. And oh, that's yeah. when I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's um, great, man. Yeah. I'm, but, a, I'm a huge Harold Kumar, even. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or he plays himself. Yeah, he, he plays himself. That's really And cool. uh, How I Met Your Mother, he was massive in that one. Right. Barney, suit up. Right. He, was, I he never became really, iconic. I've seen a few episodes of that show. Oh, man. We, we watched it for the second time around uh, relatively recently-ish. It was uh it's a great show. Yeah. And they, they just came out with a spin off too, by the way. It's called uh How I Met Your Father. And so it's told from I wonder if it's good. It's uh I mean it ain't the same, but it does justice to the original, which I thought was nice. Uh we've been watching that as it comes out. I don't think it's gonna last very long. Yeah. It's it's got uh Hillary Duff in it. She stars in it as like the main character and so right. it's a it's basically like a total inverse of the original but it's pretty good oh okay i was gonna say this about this woman who's gonna be the head of the disinformation council yes right the thing i would say is worth noting is that the focus of this council at this point is russia right and russian disinformation Mm -hmm. this woman is one of the people that said that the hunter biden laptop story was russian was russian disinformation 
right? If that's her gauge on Russian on Russian disinformation, then we have got a serious problem here, and that's a major concern for me. Yes. So, and that is that's a very legitimate concern because not only was it her, but I mean it was always I mean it was reported on by. I mean, every single major media institution, including like government communication channels. So I don't like where it's going. I definitely don't like where it's going. The Ministry of Truth. Thank you, baby. The immediate focus. The immediate focus will be on misinformation from human smugglers who spread false claims about border U.S. border policy to migrants to help drum up business. Wait, wait, wait. Say that one more time. The immediate focus will be on disinformation from human smugglers who spread false claims about U.S. border policy to migrants to help drum up business. Man, if that is not a way to get your foot in the door. From Russia, as well as misleading messages about the U.S.-Mexico border. Okay, that one is like a stretch and a half, first of all. But, like, the first one sounds, it sounds legitimate enough to be like, well, yeah, we should, you know, we should watch that. I mean, there's a lot of smugglers and stuff going on. We should watch their code, blah, blah, blah. Or but they read stories from U.S. journalists that say flights of immigrants going from the Mexico border to fucking Philadelphia and wherever the fuck else they're going. What are you talking about? It's... It's like the gun thing, you know? It's enough that if you're not paying attention to it, like you said, you're like, ah, oh, that makes sense. Like, why wouldn't yep. they do that, you know? Of course. Yep. Of course, let's disincentivize smugglers bringing, bringing immigrants here as much as we can, you know? Why would we want that? Or, or you can actually adjust policy. Yes. Or you can try. Disinformation, that's the problem. Yeah. It's that people don't actually understand what the policy is, and that's why they're coming here in masses. Is because they don't understand. That is Title Forty Two. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. That is stupid. What you're saying that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That's the problem. It's just that immigrants don't understand what the United States border policy is. It's not their goddamn problem. They live in another country. Yes. It's none of their problem. They. Why would they care what the policy is? Why would they care? Yep. They're gonna show up and be told whatever it is, no matter what. Why does it matter? Yes. No matter what, they don't want to be where they're at. So why does it matter to them what policy is? Do you really think they're going on Twitter to find out what the U.S. border policy is? Nope. That's stupid. Nope. Hey, guys. Got to bug out a bit. I'll catch you later. Great program. Thanks, Thank you, Lenny. Lenny. Thank you for you. being here. It's good to see you. Yeah, we're you, happy you. to have you here. Next is the grab bag after all this. So That's right. It's That's stupid. It is dumb. You know? Yeah. And so, I have a feeling it's going to become much more of a, a, a large conversational topic here very very soon i think we'll dive deep into this very shortly because of what is going to come out if we're having these these issues right now i can't imagine what the the commentators are going to say when once they kind of get finished in, in in with their their twitter activity right now like your your government is lying to you yes. your government is actively lying to you and still they are, they're helping curate what information jen Psaki is going to go and work at msnbc if you think that she's not going to still be directly tied to the white house when she works there yeah you're stupid you're 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 being stupid you know so half of I, the half of the employees that are in that have any kind of Yes. You know, power within the media you have work, all worked for the White House. George Stephanopoulos, he was the campaign yes. coordinator or whatever for for Hillary Clinton. Yep. What are we talking about? We're talking about the White House press corps being the gateway in and out of the political power, at least with as far as like the the media is concerned. That's just the way it is, man. These people, 
it's incestuous, man. There's a reason we call it an incestual relationship. The media and the White House, the government, the executive branch are there are totally entwined and entangled in an incestuous relationship where it's the same people that come in and out. It comes from the same schools. It comes from the same political background. I mean, it is all the same shit. It's a a revolving door of corrupt thieves. Protect your information. That's all that I can say. Protect your goddamn information. I have a few websites to show you after the show, by the way. To that effect. If you listeners do not have a VPN already, get a motherfucking VPN. If you don't have a VPN, and I roughly know which general vicinity you're in, I can find your Snapchats online right now. Just through... Open source intelligence. I mean, it is a weird, it's a weird place, man. I found, you can find people's Facebook posts. You can find anything that anybody has publicly put out onto the internet. Over 640 different categories, I believe. I can find the spots. I can look at the content because it's all traced to your IP address. Get a VPN, people. Otherwise, the government, if I could do it, the government's doing it too. That's no good. It's not good, dude. It's not good. Game, even your fucking PlayStation gamer tag, your Xbox gamer tag. I can see what fucking games you're playing. Right. Like just if I know your fucking screen name. Right. I can see that, and if I can see it, the government definitely can see it, and these the rest of these fucking social media companies are selling that shit off to other people. Hide your shit. Yeah. We, it's it's um. It's people terrifying. Get hung up on the surface level stuff of. Like the ads and stuff they see, you know, like, oh, my, it's listening to me because I'm seeing ads for something that I Googled, you know, it's like so, it's so much more than that. There's so so much much more information up tied to what you Googled, you know, bro. and people don't think past. I'm telling you, man, the ads, everything from Facebook posts to Instagram posts to Twitter posts to fucking Snapchat posts and, and, you know, game activity. Like I terrify me. You can just look at it. We use Signal. We use Signal for like everything, you know. Yep. I don't. I rarely talk to people who don't use Signal. I convert other people to Signal exactly. to talk to me because I don't want to use a different messaging app. You no, know? I'm like, bro, you got to quit. You got to get off. That. I, I tried to convince uh, somebody like on Thursday. It's like, bro, you got to get off of that. It's not. It's not the way to do it, man. I don't like the idea that someone could pick my message up out of the air. You know? mm-hmm. Yep. I was very proud to uh, when I was on those websites the other day with my my fucking little tech hacker buddy he um we went over to the place here and i was like does this shit work or what's up and i'm clean i was very happy to see it was very clean nice i've been doing the right things i guess i love it (sighs) so anyways we can yeah that's about it right we can wrap her up anything else that you want to add on to this other other than the fact that the elon musk quitter thing is not going to go away it's going to be around for a while and just Please remember, if you're going to be using Twitter, you're going to be talking about Twitter, understand, Elon Musk does not own shit yet. No. And it won't be for a hot minute. So all your dumbass hot takes where you're talking about, well, thank God there's a free speech platform now, and I'm going to say a bunch of shit. You're playing with fire, man. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. So on that note, don't be stupid. We're out here. We'll see y'all. Come back in three minutes. In three minutes. Thank you, everyone. Welcome to the south of the streets, coming at you every week. With this food for thought, hope you're ready to eat everything.